Good morning, my name is Umberto Mucci. This is With Italian News, a podcast regarding Italy under coronavirus times. Today is Wednesday, June 17. It's been almost 100 days since Italy went into lockdown and I studied these videos. In America, back in those days, the virus was already circulating, but still there was no emergency, while today the numbers say that one sick person in four in the planet is American, and above all, that one inhabitant in a thousand on this planet has been officially infected by the coronavirus. And it's not all. We're not out of the woods, absolutely. Yesterday, only 210 new infections were registered here in Italy, 68% of which were in Lombardy. In 17 regions, there were less than five infections, and eight did not even have one. Campania, Puglia, Trentino, Alto Adige, Valle d'Aosta, Calabria, Molise, Basilicata. In Lombardy, the patients who end up in hospital today for the virus are the same number as in January, when nobody knew that the coronavirus was out, but there were patients hospitalized with strange interstitial pneumonia. With hindsight, they are attributable to the coronavirus. Another encouraging sign for Lombardy comes from the entries into intensive care, which are only one or two a day since the end of May. Actually, there's a controversy going on about intensive care in Italy. Yesterday, there were less than 200 people admitted in the Italian intensive care units positive to coronavirus. Such a low number has not been seen since the beginning of March. However, from May 8th, there was an important change in the selection of cases to be communicated. From that day on, those patients who, despite being hospitalized, were cured by COVID-19, remain out of the total figure of the official data. A large proportion of patients previously considered in the sum of patients admitted to intensive care for coronavirus, therefore, have disappeared from the statistics. People still admitted to intensive care who ended up there due to COVID-19, but who are currently negative for swabs, are no longer included in the final cumulative figure. The only region that still seems to mention it is Veneto. In reporting the daily data, Veneto still considers the sick as all the others did before May 8. On June 15, for example, Veneto had 13 patients admitted to intensive care due to COVID-19. Of these, only one was still positive and therefore the Civil Protection Bulletin reported only one case. There is also the question of whether, in the event of death, anyone who entered the ICU due to the coronavirus but then had a negative swab will be counted as dead from coronavirus or not. Today, 35,000 Italian students who finish their path of studies begin their high school exams in America. The in Italy, sorry, the esame di maturità. It will be different from all the others in the past with all possible precautions to protect both students and teachers. It is absolutely necessary to thank all the Italian teachers who have done through all this year an exceptional work in an almost impossible situation and to wish the students the best of luck. If there is a moment of transition to adulthood in the Italian tradition, that is the esame di maturità. In bocca al lupo, ragazzi. And talking about what happens next to Esame di Maturità, there are 36 Italian universities in the 17th edition of QS World University Rankings, one of the most prestigious international university rankings. The positions of the Italian universities are improving, but we are still very far from the first places. It must be said, however, that this ranking does not only measure the quality of the universities, but considers several parameters that are all influenced by the economical availability, which in Italy for university is really much lower than many institutions at the top of this ranking. If we consider the quality of the preparation of the students, the best ones coming out of Italian universities have nothing, nothing to envy to those of the universities at the top of this ranking. At the top of this ranking, there's Harvard and the United States. 
At the Italian level, the first university for the sixth consecutive year is still the Politecnico di Milano, which gains 12 positions compared to last year, thus obtaining its best result and the second best national result of all editions. Leap forward by 17 positions also for the University of Bologna. La Sapienza University of Rome, my university, climbs 32 positions, an excellent result also for the Polytechnic of Turin, which advances by 40 positions. These are, these are the first four universities, Italian universities, in this ranking. The story of the day is that of the young girl in Naples who has recovered her hearing thanks to the complex surgery involving an implant of a middle ear temporal bone created using 3D printing technology. The innovative operation, the first in Italy to use 3D printing to custom design a prosthesis of the missing bone, was carried out by surgeons at the Santo Bono Posilipon Pedi Pediatric Hospital in Naples. A new demonstration of Italian excellence in medicine and innovation which I am always pleased to report and reward. That's all for today. Please stay healthy, stay safe, and please, tomorrow, don't miss the uh, interview I'm publishing. I had the honor and pleasure to interview the Italian-American lawyer, Antonio Romanucci, who will be the lawyer, the co-counsel of the George Floyd's family in the civil cause that there will be against the four police officers who killed George Floyd in Minneapolis. That is another evidence uh, about the fact that the Italian-Americans are at the top level of every important sector in the United States. And I thank Antonio Romanucci for his availability to speak with me. I'll publish it tomorrow. See you on uh, uh, Friday. Thank you very much. Ciao from Rome. My name is Umberto Mucci.